I'm Shanna Hutchison, dietitian, blogger, and mama, born and raised in the heart of the Midwest. I believe that wellness goes way beyond what we eat and that our body size does not determine our worth. I'm passionate about showing other women how to live a life they truly love, one that feels purposeful, that helps them feel their best physically, mentally, and emotionally, and that being a mom can be one of the best things you ever do without it becoming your entire identity. This is a place you can come to hear vulnerable and interesting conversations about health and wellness, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and more. If you want to find freedom with food, learn how to improve your overall well-being, and stop waiting for a number on the scale to start living your best life and go after your goals, then you're in the right place. I'm so excited to learn and grow together. This is the Wellness for the Win podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in today. I was looking ahead at my podcast schedule and trying to figure out what I wanted to share for this week with it being just a few days before Christmas weekend and probably lots of busy schedules and festivities going on, I wanted to save some of the great episodes that I have already ready to go for a time that you'll maybe be in a better headspace to digest them and have more time as well. So for today, I thought it would be helpful to have an episode that is one, pretty short, and two, encouraging. So With all the holiday hustle and bustle, and then of course, New Year's right around the corner, I know this is a crazy busy time for a lot of us, and I know for a lot of people too, there may be this pressure to start thinking about goals that maybe we have for the new year, and while that can feel really motivating sometimes, I think, you know, I have mixed feelings on New Year's and, you know, the the fresh start and all that kind of stuff. I think in some ways it can feel sort of refreshing and like a nice little reset, but it can also feel overwhelming in some ways when we feel like maybe there is a lot that we want or need to do or accomplish or possibly even reflecting on the past year and feeling like maybe we didn't do the things that we wanted to or planned to do or life just looked a little bit different than we expected. So for today's episode, I have gathered various clips from previous episodes that I think will provide you with some positive perspective and encouragement as we enter this busy Christmas weekend and of course the end of 2022, which is so wild. I feel like, you know, the craziness of 2020 was just yesterday and here we are almost in 2023. So just wild. So I'm going to share a tiny little blurb uh, before each clip to give you a little bit more context of who's talking and what we're talking about. And I will be sure to share links to each episode in the show notes if you want to hear more of that specific conversation and the topic that is being discussed. I hope you will find at least one little nugget of wisdom in this quickie episode today that will resonate with you and give you the little boost that you may need right now. So thank you again for listening and tuning in and being here, and I hope you enjoy. First up, I'm starting with a clip from episode seven, where we talked about finding joy in movement and essentially just developing a healthier relationship with exercise and trying to move away from all or nothing thinking. And a lot of the things that we discussed in this episode can honestly apply to so many areas of life. I loved this conversation with my friend Simi, and I hope you will too. So here is a little clip from that. Definitely. Well, the first thing that came to mind when you were sharing that question, which is such a great question, (laughs) is that... The first thing that I think about is what are the pressures or expectations that you're putting on yourself to begin? And is it maybe unrealistic pressures, expectations, rules, shoulds around movement and meaning like what quote unquote counts? So I think it's good to reflect on 
do I have any rules around movement and what I feel like movement has to be for it to count? Because when someone shares a struggle with consistency, that's always the first thing that I think about. It's like, well, are you putting a certain pressure on yourself to work out for this amount of time, this many days a week in this way? Um, that maybe is not something that, you know, is working with your life or your schedule or you're feeling good in your body in this season. So before we get into the actual idea of, you know, like not seeing aesthetic changes or having like aesthetic goals as the number one motivation for movement, I think it's always really important to say, is there a bit of a disconnect between like the pressure that I'm putting on myself? Do I have a lot of rules here that I could, that I could release and have, um, have a bit more flexibility, have a bit more room for joy for, and when I say joy, I mean, just genuinely like movement that you enjoy doing that feels good when you're doing it, that you might look forward to. And I often will talk to women and the movement that they say would fit into that bucket of like what they would enjoy. They don't feel like it fits into the bucket of what would count. And so sometimes I think there's these two different, we have these two different like movement buckets. And if we aren't seeing physical changes, right, if there isn't that, then it's really hard to stay consistent with something where there's a lot of pressure and shoulds and expectations and rules, and it's not yeah. even like feeling that good. Yeah. So that first, and then when you are creating a more intuitive relationship with movement, what, you know, what we're really talking about when we say that is really tuning into your body and letting your body's wisdom guide you. And a big part of that is how you feel Mm -hmm. and how you desire to feel. And so when the only experience with exercise that we've really had, you know, in as long as we can remember is plugged into diet culture and is all about, um, how a certain movement is going to make your body look or how a certain movement should make your body look. Um, it can be hard to even think about a purpose for movement outside of that or a primary purpose for movement outside of that, but connecting to how you feel before, during, and after movement can be really powerful and it can be a helpful way to check in and tune in. Um, and knowing like how you want to feel, how you desire to feel. And so for me, I like to feel more grounded and I like to feel more energized. And those are two things that I really look for my relationship with movement to support me in experiencing. And it helps to guide like what kinds of movement I choose to do and when I choose to do those movements and all of that. So shifting from, you know, body changes as the primary goal to checking in with how you feel and how you desire to feel and how movement can support that can be huge. This next clip is from episode six with Kelly Bullard. Kelly tragically lost her husband, Alex, in a car accident when her daughter, Hallie, was two and her son, Crew, was just seven weeks old. And ever since I found Kelly on Instagram, I have been so incredibly amazed and inspired by her strength and resilience and honesty throughout her journey of becoming a widow at such a young age and life after massive loss. This is a quick clip, but just some helpful perspective, I think, for all of us to remember, not just this time of year, but really all year round. 
So especially if you're grieving a loss right now or have a loved one who is, and you want to know how to better support them during that season, tune into this episode with Kelly. Again, episode six, she shares some really great tips on supporting people through grief. So just a really, really incredible human and highly recommend listening to her episode if you haven't already. Only thing I have to say is just appreciate your people, especially your husband. Petty fights, silly arguments, dishes in the sink, not closing the cabinets, laundry. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, If it wouldn't matter tomorrow, it doesn't matter today. Say I love you often and a lot. Um, Don't hold grudges and just be so intentional about the time you have and be grateful. Next is a clip from episode three with Lisa Haim. We talked about a variety of things on this episode, including overcoming food anxiety and disordered eating, learning how to trust your body and really lean into your internal wisdom. And we also had some real talk about the ups and downs of motherhood. She's also a fairly new mom. I think her baby has recently turned one, but at the time we were still both fairly newish moms. I think you're, I mean, you're a new mom for the first couple of years, really. But we just talked about how amazing but challenging it can be as a first time mom when you're juggling all the things and we get vulnerable and both cry a little bit. So this was just a good one. By using mindfulness, we quiet that noise around us and we reconnect to what's already within you, that your body is always communicating with you. And as much as you and I can tell people that until they experience a whisper of that themselves, they don't believe it because how many times have they said, "You okay, I trust myself. I'm going to have a piece of cake right now only to then eat like, you know, all of the cake and then everything else in the pantry. And then see, look what happens when I allow myself to eat the cake or the dessert or whatever it is, right? Because you're not actually learning to listen to your body. You're just trying to be okay with the food itself, but you haven't done all the unlearning and the relearning, the reconnecting that is absolutely possible. But once you're in tune with your body's sensations, the way, once you understand how it communicates, things really, really change. You might be sensing a theme here, but I just really want everyone to go into the new year in a really positive headspace, especially regarding their relationship with food. So this next clip is from episode 15, which was a solo episode. And this is where I talked about how I personally stopped counting calories and why I never looked back. If you are struggling with your relationship with food or feel like your calorie tracking or macro counting or whatever app it is may be consuming you, I want to encourage you to listen to this episode and do some reflecting on what you really want this to look like for you in 2023 and beyond. Unfortunately, you know what sucks, (laughs) what I think sucks anyway, is that intuitive eating and simply eating a well-balanced diet and all of that good stuff is not nearly as sexy and appealing as macros or any of the diets and plans out there that promise you your life will completely change and will be so much better in every single way if you follow this or you lose X amount of weight. You know, it's just not true. Unfortunately, it's just not true. And, you know, we have to think about what our definition of success is, you know, and and kind of checking in with, okay, what what actually feels good to me? And again, I want you to know it is possible to care about your health and to have a desire to have a nutritious, well-balanced diet while not tracking every single thing that you do and being perfect 100% of the time. You know, it's possible to have a balance and not be quote unquote on 24-7. 
and you can get to the point where you're making healthy choices the majority of the time, but you still have flexibility and freedom to enjoy your life and enjoy your friends and family and relationships. And this can help you avoid that mindset of falling off the wagon and then feeling this urge to restrict again because you feel like you don't have any willpower, which eventually leads to a binge and then restricting again and staying in this vicious cycle forever. Truly, as a dietitian, you know, I spoke with someone recently, a woman who was around 60, and she told me, she said, I have been yo-yo dieting my entire life and I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, if you're listening and you're around my age, you know, in your 20s or 30s or 40s, whatever age you are, you know, it's never too late to say, F this, <laughs> you know, I'm not doing this anymore. You don't have to diet for the rest of your life. I don't want you to diet for the rest of your life. You know, if you're constantly looking for the next thing and feeling like you're constantly stuck in this cycle and constantly beating yourself up and hating your body and hating yourself for eating something that you felt was quote unquote bad, I promise it doesn't have to be that way. So I'll say it again. This is not the fast or easy path. You know, it's not going to make you lose 20 pounds in five days, but it can bring you an enormous amount of peace and freedom to truly live and enjoy your life without thoughts of food and calories and macros and your weight on the scale constantly consuming you and taking away your ability to enjoy experiences with people that you love. Next, I spoke with my friends Megan and Lauren of The Matrescence in episode 25. We talked all about how to build your village and make new friends as a mom. But truly, I think this conversation could apply to really any adult female specifically looking to make new friends because it's hard when you're an adult and you feel like everyone is already established in their friendships, but it's never too late to make new friends. So this was a really great episode. There were so many great nuggets inside. And here's just one that I picked out that I loved. There's so many good people in the world and there's so much good happening and we're just so inundated with negative, negative all the time. And it is hard to remember that people are good. I had a situation the other day where I saw several humans stop in their tracks to help someone. And it like, it makes me want to cry. It's just like, there are good people who are going to step up and help you. And I think, you know, just having those friendships where you can ask someone point point blank and to their face, like, how are you doing? And mean it instead of these kind of like surface level conversations and, you know, these friendships through social media or at work and that just, you know, are, we've done a few exercises um, with our members in the platform about recognizing certain people in your life who are going to be there for you, um, who are those good people who are going to show up. And one of them that we did, we did like a bucket one that was, you know, red, yellow, green, kind of putting people in buckets. And then we did one that um, we did kind of a spin on that really popular talk that a lot of people have heard with stones and sand and gravel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to look at the relationships and friendships in your life and do those things, especially in parenthood, because things change so much. And it's hard to have the time and the energy for all the things that we feel like we should be doing and finding the good in people and um, making those people your rocks so that you have room for them Um, in between the crevices, filling that in with, you know, other people in your life who are maybe acquaintances or coworkers or friends, you know, who are still in your life, but maybe, you know, aren't 
someone you're going to call in the middle of the night. If right. You need to <laughs> yeah. The ER right. Or, so I, yeah, identify your rocks in your life and yeah, know who's going to say your name in a room of opportunity and mm-hmm. who's going to pick your snotty kid up from school, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, wipe their tushy <laughs> without ass, like those <laughs> kind of people who yeah. you would do the same for. And I think it's so crucial to find those and know mm-hmm. that you're still going to have space uh, to fill the cracks in your life. But if you do it backwards and you put the materialistic things first, or you put quantity of friends or experience, you know, experiences with a tons of friends, then you're not going to have room for those rocks, your real qualities, mm-hmm. your real friends, your family, um, the things that really you can't, you can't live without. This next clip is all the way back from episode two, one of my very first episodes with my friend Alyssa of Nutrition for Littles, where we talked about tips and strategies for parents of picky eaters or ways to reduce or prevent some picky eating, as well as tips on how to raise curious, intuitive, and independent eaters. So tons of great information in this episode, but you'll hear in this clip specifically that we also dove a little bit deeper than that and talked about body image and some things to think about and reflect on as moms and how we are showing up in our lives and the example that we're setting for our kids when it comes to food in our bodies and our language around those things, as well as our behaviors. Yeah, it can be really difficult. So I, again, I, I don't think this is like a one-time conversation, like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. the one like, oh, now you're seven. Let's talk about bodies. Like Mm -hmm. this is something that develops over time as they're young as well. Uh, So some phrases we use in our house is like all bodies are good bodies. It's just like an easy one to remember to repeat. Um, and then again, dissecting anything that does come in inward bound, um, maybe your kid says something and we were, we will all experience it at some point when we're at target or we're, you know, somewhere in our kids says something about someone else around them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or something along those lines. And we, we really want to dissect that conversation, of course, in private, like I, I always like to like do it at home privately later when right. the emotions aren't so high. Mm-hmm. Um, but have a conversation with our kids of like, Oh, where did that come from? Where did you hear that? Or what do you think that means? Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other thing is a lot of times kids are saying things because they've just, they're just parroting someone else right. and exactly. they haven't really thought it through. So I think again, modeling that behavior for those first few years is so important. So being really, really cautious with how we're talking about ourselves, mm-hmm. um, how we talk about other people's. I mean, we did not need to be commenting on anyone else's body, um, especially in front of our kids. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, a reminder of how we're showing up in our own body right? Like, Mm -hmm. are you getting in the picture? Are you getting in the swimsuit? Are you getting in the pool? Are you enjoying your time with your kid now? Or are you saying, Oh, when I lose the weight, then I'll get in the pool with my kids. Well, your kids, your time with your kids is right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard as parents for us to live this like dichotomy, especially as moms of like, well, I want to bounce back or I want to lose the baby weight. Mm -hmm. But then you're like simultaneously not enjoying the time with your kid that you have right now, because you're so focused on your like quote unquote health journey. Yeah. But we really need to find a way to marry this. And this is actually something Brooke and I do over at the mama. Well, is like mm-hmm. teaching you how to be healthy right now, live mm-hmm. your life right now, moment by moment. Cause it's not about these big time moments or this, this end of the journey. Mm-hmm. It really is day to day, especially with kids. And the same goes with like body image with kids is building them up and focusing on who they are as a person yes. um, and putting less and less weight <laughs> for lack of a better word mm-hmm. on people's bodies and appearances and more and who they are and how they show up and teaching our kids to look for the good in people and in themselves, I think is one of the most powerful things we can do at a younger age. 
And last but definitely not least, this next clip comes from a very recent episode with the therapist from The Counseling Co. And this went live just before Thanksgiving where we talked all about mental health throughout the holidays and setting boundaries. I really think that this conversation is relevant and helpful all year round. But I wanted to give you this little reminder as you are maybe going into even more family gatherings over the next week or so and may benefit from some of the tips shared in this episode. I like to say you're not responsible for a response to the boundary that you set. You are Mm -hmm. responsible for communicating it or setting it. And we really have to separate ourselves from the response because you may get somebody who gives you pushback or someone might be disappointed or upset. And like Maddie said, it doesn't mean that the boundary wasn't necessary or needed. We have to learn how to tolerate the discomfort of someone else's emotions, basically, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we are able to tolerate that discomfort, we it changes the way that we set boundaries and our ability to set boundaries. We become more comfortable with it when we can kind of sit in that discomfort and say, you know, this is the boundary that was really needed for our family. And I understand that someone may be upset by that and that's okay. And I can manage that. That is all I have for you today. I really hope you enjoyed some of these clips and the encouragement that was shared here today. I have so many amazing guests that I've had on all my previous episodes, so I could have pulled a million more clips. But, um, you know, just be sure to go back through the archives if there's any topics that kind of stand out to you or seem to resonate with you. And I would love to hear which one today was your favorite takeaway. If you have a second to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, be sure to tag me at wellness for the win and or wellness for the win pod and let me know why you loved today's episode. As always, again, thank you so much for being here. I hope you all have such a Merry Christmas with your families and loved ones, and I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some tips or wisdom that you can apply to boost your health and happiness starting today. If you did, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review to help other women like you find my show and get inspired to start living a life they love. Also, take a quick screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at wellnessforthewind so I can see why you love today's show. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.